I'm Jimmy Evans, co-host of the Marriage Today podcast. Today we have a great teaching for you that I pray grows your marriage and blesses you as you seek to center your marriage on Christ. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast channel to be notified of every new show. God bless you. Marriages, we still say things from time to time that hurt each other. We, we do things that you know we shouldn't do. So how are you going to respond? This is the question. When your spouse does something that hurts you and, and you don't like, how are you going to respond? Let me give you the first choice. Righteously responding to our spouse in an honest, loving, and timely manner. In other words, your spouse does something that, that you don't like and you walk up to him righteously and say, Honey, can I talk to you for just a minute? I love you. I think you're great. We're on the same team. That bothered me when you said that. The second is receive the hurt and frustration and hide our true feelings. This is where passive aggressive behavior comes in. In other words, you hurt me, I'm going underground. I'm gonna act like everything's okay, but I'm gonna start you know, eating potato chips in bed. I know you don't like that. I'm gonna start you know, turning the TV up louder. I'm, a, I'm just gonna do things that I know you don't want me to do, and I'm not gonna do things I know you want me to do. And this is gonna destroy our intimacy, destroy our passion, and now I'm being dishonest about how I feel, because I'm, I'm going underground. Okay. Happens all the time where people do this. Number three, reject our spouse when they hurt or frustrate us. And this is just, again, it can be overt or covert, but listen to this, Hebrews 13, five says this, God says this, this is covenant language. I will never leave you nor forsake you. On day one of our relationship with God, he makes us two promises. He will never physically desert us and he will never turn his heart away from us. Leave means physical, forsake means emotional. So day one, and, and, and we're gonna do some things that Jesus doesn't like. Anybody agree with that? We do every day. And so here's what God says day one of the relationship. You know something, I'm all in. I love you, I'm all in, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And here's what it means. There'll never be a moment in eternity where God is not focused on you emotionally. Let me say that another way. All bad things happen when you turn your heart away from your spouse. They're not meeting your needs. They're hurting you. They're saying things that you don't like. They're doing things that you don't like. And in response to that, you just reject them. You know, and again, it can be overt where you call them names, you're angry, you're sarcastic. You just overtly put on your green zip up jumpsuit and go in the garage and build something for 30 years. <laughs> My neighbor, I used to have a neighbor did that every night. Put on his green zip up jumpsuit and he, he hated his wife. And went in the garage and built something. So, What are you going to do? But understand this. All bad things in marriage happen the instant you turn your heart away. Now you can be sitting right next to your spouse, but your heart's not there. You've turned it away. And that's, that is very common in marriage issues, especially when you're frustrated. Especially you, where you get to that point of, why aren't you changing? Why aren't you doing, I'm trying here. You're not trying. And you get frustrated, and you get angry, then the rejection comes. That's another choice that a lot of people make. The next is revenge to make them pay for what they've done and fear doing it again. And this is, I'm gonna get you back. I'm gonna make you suffer. And, and part of this is establishing a spirit of fear and dominance where I'm gonna dominate the relationship and you'll either do what I say or you'll pay a high price. And that happens, again, in a lot of marriages, especially as the anger increases, okay? But here's, here's the fifth one, okay? Now, let me say something real quick. No one should subject themselves to abuse. When I'm saying suffering, I'm just saying all of us suffer in marriage. 
But there's a difference between suffering and abuse. Suffering is discomfort. Abuse is damage. Don't ever subject yourself to another person damaging you in a marriage relationship. You can, uh, we, we counsel people to do constructive separation. If you're in an abusive marriage, don't divorce. Go to a neutral place. Have your spouse go to another place. Uh, don't live together. And don't, don't go back into the relationship until they get real help and demonstrate that they've changed and that there's accountability in the relationship. So I'm not talking about enabling abuse. I want you to be sure about that. I'm just talking about living with an imperfect person in an imperfect world with a devil who hates us. We all live in that world and we're going to all have to deal with this. Well, here's number five, uh, choice. And that is redeem our spouse through righteous, proactive behavior. You're doing the wrong thing. I, I was doing the wrong thing. Jesus came. I was hurting Jesus. I killed him, in fact. I was hurting Jesus and his response was, to die for me and to suffer for me while I was in my sins. And because of that, I've come back. And I haven't just come back, there's no one I love like I love Jesus. Okay. So that's my fifth choice. And that's the only choice that works. It's the only thing. The word redeem means to buy back or restore something to its created purpose. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to pay a price for you that either you cannot pay or will not pay. Jesus paid a price for us that we could not pay. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay a price for you. This is going to cost me something. It's going to cost me some pain. It's going to cost me some time. It's going to cost me something. But I'm willing to pay it to demonstrate my love for you. That's what it is. So we, we're gonna become partners with God to do this. And here's the question, am I gonna be a redeemer or am I gonna to respond to my spouse's problems in a selfish and immature manner? This is the question. This is the question that, that will really answer the destiny of your marriage, the destiny of your, Karen, this is just the way that it is. Our answer to that question is, is everything. So here are five reasons for me to use redemptive behavior toward my spouse. So why should I do this? Number one, it's Christ-like and we owe a debt of gratitude to God. I should do it to you because Jesus did it for me. I shouldn't forget that a, the, uh, the redemptive love of Jesus got me where I am right now. And I need to give it away. The second thing is the only method of responding to our spouse's problems that creates a true solution. Threats don't create a solution. Rejection doesn't create a solution. Revenge doesn't create a solution. This is the only thing that truly solves the problem. It truly solves it. The other thing is it's the only behavior that God will bless and stops the vicious cycle of pain and rejection. This, this, is, the, this is the deal. You can only uh, defeat a spirit with the opposite spirit. If you fight fire with fire, you're going to get yourself a bigger fire. If you fight sin with sin, you're going to compound the damage that's happening in the relationship. Jesus said, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Why? Because you can only defeat a spirit with the opposite spirit. You can only defeat rejection with acceptance. Jesus died for us while we were in our sins. He didn't sin. He committed no sin. That's what 1 Peter 2 says. We, we can't sin. 99% of marriage counseling is me listening to a person who did the wrong thing, justifying it because of what their spouse did. I know I, I know I said that to her, but let me tell you what she said. I knew I threw the remote at him, but let me tell you what he did. 
You know, and this is what you're hearing in marriage counseling. It, you can't justify this. You're just building a bigger fire. You're fighting fire with fire. You're not going to put it out until someone does the right thing. And I love this saying, the best person does the right thing first. If you're the better spouse, you'll do the right thing first and you won't justify sin. Number two, you can't use your mouth to seek revenge or to try to produce results on your own except for righteous and loving speech. It says when he was being reviled, he didn't revile in return. When he, Jesus was on the cross, they were just lambasting him with all kinds of insults and, and mocking him and all that. Jesus could have opened his mouth and destroyed all of them. But he didn't respond in kind. And the, the Proverbs 18 says that the power, this Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. And we, let, me, let me say, we live in a vulgar, smart LK society, don't we? And you watch movies and TV and you just see our society. People are using their mouths to destroy people, literally to destroy people. And if we're going to be redeemers, it means this thing right here has got to change. And we cannot use this to hurt. We cannot use this to seek revenge or put another person down. In fact, when you're redeeming, you're speaking destiny into a person who's not acting like it right now. You know, literally, you're calling into existence that which is not as though it were. And that's what faith does, and that's what redemptive love does. Number three, you have to trust God for the results as you put your faith in him. See, marriage problems test your faith in God. They really do. Um, 1 Peter chapter 2, or 1 Peter 3, it says, in the, in the same way you wives be submissive to your own husbands. Men and women are equals. So it's talking about an attitude. Be submissive to your own husbands so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be one as they observe your, without a word, as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. Um, and then it talks about a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. The promise in 1 Peter 3 is a woman can win her husband without a word as he observes your respectful behavior. And then it says a gentle and quiet spirit is precious in the sight of God. A gentle and quiet spirit is the spirit of a woman who has faith that God is powerful enough to change her husband. See, when I'm using redemptive behavior on Karen, the focus isn't Karen, the focus is God. I'm God's partner. And Karen's struggling or Karen's going through something or she did something I didn't like or she said something I didn't like and my tendency, and, and maybe I said something to her and she didn't respond the way I wanted her to respond and my tendency then is to get angry and to go underground or to reject her or turn my heart away and put on my green zip up jumpsuit or something like that. <laughs> what redemptive love says is, no, I'm gonna fight for her. I'm, I'm not turning my heart away. And I'm gonna love her the way Jesus loved me when I was in my sins. And what I'm believing is, as I do that, she's gonna come back around. It, just, it, it works every single time. Not maybe in two hours, but it'll, it'll work. And what happens is the relationship gets stronger and stronger. You, you, the, it just becomes a natural instinct that when something bad happens, you don't do the wrong thing, you do the right thing. And God honors that. You, you fall more in love than you've ever fallen before just simply because it works. And here's rule number four. You have to be willing to do the right thing for someone who's doing you wrong. You have to meet their needs when they're not meeting yours. And that's real hard for some people. You have to be willing to bless them while they're cursing you and pursue them while they're ignoring you. <laughs> it's kind of quiet in here right now. And that's what redemptive love does. You're not meeting my needs. What am I going to do? I'm going to meet your needs. You're being sarcastic, whatever, what am I going to do? I'm going to bless you. 
You're distracted. You're ignoring me. I'm going to pursue you. But the focus isn't you. The focus is my great God and how big he is to change your heart. Hey, this is Brent Evans with Exo Marriage, and I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, hey, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out exomarriage.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, articles, and live events. 